The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. So, Johnny, how about that Jeff Hardy guy? Man, what a great feel-good storyline. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, Matt, I love it when wrestling blurs the line and they know, uh, you know, exactly what lines they shouldn't cross. You know, and this is another case of them definitely uh, knowing that, the you know, this is a very sensitive subject and we shouldn't take advantage of it. You know, I'm glad. I'm just glad. Timing, Johnny, timing. Timing is everything. It sure is. (laughs) And on that note, everybody, welcome to Harley Kayfabe. Let's go on. You're home for Bro Wrestling Talk right here on the network. No Chris Chavez this week, but you're stuck with Matt Johnson and Johnny Townsend. Uh, Hope that's not a bad thing, an inconvenience for you. And if it is, you know, up your nose with a rubber hose. Yeah, and we got two words for you. We got two words for you. Please, please. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. What an opening. What an opening. Uh, Yeah, so if you guys caught our opening like 30 seconds ago, you know that we're talking about a man by the name of of Jeff Hardy who uh, was involved in a very, very unique segment to uh yes. to kick out to well I wanted to say to kick off SmackDown but well, it uh, kind of did though to be fair it kind of did in a way in a way it did yeah you're, you're not wrong uh Johnny let's let's start this let's let's give this a hot opener all right yeah okay I like it steaming yeah. hot take so what happened <laughs> all right so on SmackDown last night and now let's just kind of you know just say that wrestling has a history of using real life issues with people and using them for angles. Like it's, that's nothing new that's happened hundreds of times, even when uh, it's not necessarily in good taste. Uh, You know, there's been plenty of times, uh, uh, you know, just recently on the dark side of the ring, they covered, uh, you know, the Hulk and animal. And of course, one of them had a very uh, serious addiction problem. And WWE at the time uh, was using that as a storyline. Hmm. So, and that's not the only time they've done that. It's been plenty of times that they've done something similar to this, uh, you know, where they took a real life issue and kind of uh, put it in front of everybody. Now, I guess what happened, well, no, I guess what did happen on SmackDown is uh, Elias, you know, we walk with Elias, except for now, apparently we run over Elias <laughs> because. <laughs> Uh, R O E stands for <laughs> ran over Elias. He got ran over, and the car that hit him was Jeff Hardy's uh, rental car. It was in his name and everything. They made sure to point this out that it was in his name. Braun Strowman was a witness to this whole thing. Uh, he was oh interviewed. My. He saw the whole thing happen. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Braun Strowman was there, and then they found Jeff Hardy 
in like some tree in like some bushes or, or something and he looked to be uh, under the influence he just kind of looked like he was and he gets arrested and taken away and that's kind of where they leave you at the beginning of the show all right then at the very end of the show because i also think this is important him and Seamus right now are having an angle. They're the ones that were kind of involved with each other, having a feud. And Seamus was was quick to point out that, you know, old Jeff Hardy is, uh, you know, drunk again or whatever. Because Jeff Hardy in real life has had some definite issues with substance abuse and uh, driving under the influence and that type of thing. That's I honestly, thing. It's, it is real. And, I, like, it's weird because, like, I think since I've joined this show last summer, I think this might be like the third or fourth time it's happened. Yeah, was it yeah. last summer? And no, it was two. It's been two summers. I'm sorry. Uh, right. Yeah, it's probably like been like the third or fourth time it's happened, which is yeah, insane. it's happened recently, like not too long ago, like in yeah. real life. Uh, you know, he was uh, he got arrested for this, but uh, of course, this is all for the show. And by the end of the show, uh, the very last match, uh, he uh, Jeff Hardy shows up again somehow out of jail, and uh, you know and and distracts Sheamus, and Sheamus loses his match. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of things here that I think we, we can discuss for sure, but I also want to point out <laughs> uh, that WWE, you know, God bless them, uh, they, they don't... <laughs> why is it so hard to just tell a story that makes sense? You know, if you're going to go this route, your first question should be, if you're thinking logically... How did Jeff Hardy get out of jail when he was arrested for uh, driving under the influence and running over somebody? A hit and run. He was literally arrested for a hit and run. <laughs> but don't you worry, Matt. Don't you worry. Because WWE released a statement on this. Breaking news on the status of Jeff Hardy. Uh, WWE has learned Jeff Hardy was released from custody by the Orlando police after passing the required sobriety test. Therefore, absolving Hardy of the charges of public intoxication, uh, driving under the influence, and the hit and run of Elias earlier tonight. My question to you is, how does that absolve you from the hit and run? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's my, here's my theory. Yes. Please explain right. it to me. <laughs> All right. Matt Hardy, while no longer being associated with WWE helped Jeff Hardy escape with his little flying drone things. Vanguards, yeah. Vanguards, yes. Those things, all right? And Jeff Hardy's out, and that's how it happened, all right? And, and the, the police are just like, oh, we're busy right now. We got a lot of stuff going on. Jeff Hardy, you're good to go. Yeah. All right, that's that's my theory right now because um, I don't know how else to explain it. I know that's uh... literally my my thought would be literally they could have just said we don't have enough evidence to uh, keep Hardy under arrest for the charges of hit and run because technically he himself wasn't seen it was just a car that was under his name uh, it's substantial you know it's what do they call it? what kind of evidence is that called where he they they can kind of put him at the place of the crime but they can't completely 100 percent prove it i'm not i'm not deal. sure of the exact term but i know exactly what you mean yeah so uh they could have said something like that it's not that hard <laughs> <laughs> but you can't say that the guy was released from the police because he passed sobriety test when he ran somebody over 
<laughs> of course, this is the same company that just drives by the fact that uh, Corbin, uh, you know, King Corbin, as he's called now, literally threw two men off of a roof the other day. <laughs> yeah. Attempted murder. He, he attempted to murder <laughs> two men. Yeah. Two of them right off the building. Yeah. Unbelievable. I would love I would love one time if we had the resources and and the time more than so than everything. If we went through the past I don't know, five years of WWE television and kind of wrote down all the actual serious crimes there that are technically there, even though it's obviously it's all kayfabe, you know, it's all none of it's real. But I just want to write it all down. Like this person should be in jail. This person should be in jail. You know, there's I literally I think most of the roster would be in jail if these things were real. That that does give me an idea. I, I think it's great you know, to do like a pro wrestler court to do, <laughs> <laughs> to do like skits, but but like under that same premise, like just take a gander. And I shouldn't pre- I shouldn't be saying this for free on air or anything, but take a gander at some of the some of the backstage segments that have happened uh, yeah. over over the course of pro wrestling history, at least the last 30, 40 years, right? Which probably yeah. more so thirty years. And just turn them into court scenes, and <laughs> we could play the people's court. So, uh, oh, intro. we gotta have, we gotta have, and we gotta have the law and order. Dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they should. They could have done this whole thing as an episode of Law and Order, like dun dun, and the scene opens up, <laughs> and it's just Jeff Hardy laying on the ground, <laughs> and a lot of is laying on the ground, and the two officers are standing over him. <laughs> Johnny, we'll be in touch. I just we're doing this. We're doing this idea. We're, we're going to live stream it on Harley yeah. Kay page. We're going to have wrestlers, <laughs> wrestlers court. We're going to call it wrestlers court, and we're going to have it on the Harley Kay uh, Facebook page once a week. And we're going to examine different moments in pro wrestling history where people just went above and beyond, and, and probably damn near broke the law. So, um, and and we should have one part for this one. Where, because you know, there's always a scene in Law and Order, in any of the Law and Order shows, where uh, they go to interview witnesses or somebody who may have information, but that person, uh, while they're being interviewed by the police, don't stop what they're doing. They just continue to do whatever they're doing. <laughs> so, uh, like, we could have the cops, like, you know, interviewing Braun Strowman while he's working out, but he just refuses to stop lifting weights. <laughs> As he's. <laughs> He's being interviewed about this serious crime that he witnessed. <laughs> he can't take five minutes. <laughs> I gotta keep my pump on, brother. Uh, <laughs> I am all for this. This is good. This yeah, is this I is better this. content. This is better content than WWE. Dude, if uh, we ever did, if we ever did a Dagon Patreon, that should be our Patreon show, <laughs> Wrestling Court. <laughs> We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely be in touch. This is this is something but, that happens. It has to happen. It has to. Yeah. But, uh, you know, on a serious note, though, I guess my main question to you would be, how do you feel, because you were in wrestling, and technically you still are. I mean, you still do some announcing and stuff. But yeah. uh, how do you feel when wrestling takes a very serious issue like this and kind of blurs the line with it? Uh, I have a relatable moment. Uh, not like or getting arrested or anything like that, but um, if you don't mind me sharing, it was it was, it was a little personal oh, back in the day. But uh, my current wife was not my like first fiance by any means. I was engaged like way back, uh, twenty thirteen, and I <laughs> surprise I something happened and with I'll let you you know guess something happened with my 
best friend slash roommate um, at the time. We were both pro wrestlers in this company that we were, this independent promotion that we were uh, both work, happened to work for. He got suspended for a show. And they decided to bring him back without asking me and put us in a storyline. And it only lasted two show, like two shows. I'm like, whatever. Let me just get through this, and then I'll never work for this place again. Uh, but I hated it, and a lot of people were not fans of it. Like people that are, are in the know of the situation, uh, they weren't they weren't happy with them exploiting this. And like we had a match, and we went off with a hit. Went out, happened without a hitch. Like we're me and the guy, whatever. We're cool now, but um, but I ha- I don't I don't think it's it's great. It's it's gotta be like. It's almost distasteful in a way, especially like Jeff yeah. Hardy, who has had like rough bunch, like, like not like for somebody who's it's happened to so many times, and there's a unfortunately a, a chance that it will happen uh, again. What are we supposed to believe? You know, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. It, it, it it's it's strange. Like that's what I, where I don't understand this booking decision or don't understand kayfabe when they when they decide to really really blur the line it's not even like blurring the lines it's just being just stupid uh is the, yeah, it the doesn't, it doesn't feel do it. clever to me either like it doesn't seem very clever no uh, at like, all it just seems it just seems lazy and sloppy and gross in my opinion yeah uh, i normally there's don't like it when we do it. this there's a lot of outrage oh, for it yes as there should be uh you know i still remember when scott hall was in wcw and they kind of used his history yep. of substance abuse as a storyline and i hated it then and that's when I was a lot younger, and I've let a lot of things slide. Uh, but I, it just grosses me out. I, I personally don't like it. Uh, if they were using it for, like, if somehow they were going to use it as like a redeeming story in a way, where he overcomes this, and uh, maybe it shows, like, maybe like gives people hope who are dealing with the same thing. Maybe then I can sort of be talked into it a little bit. But I already know that's not what they're going to do. Right. <laughs> you know? That's not going to be a part of it at all. It's just going to be just a part of this dumb angle that they could have just used a different thing for this, like to make things personal. You don't have to use somebody's real life demons to make a good storyline between a good guy and a bad guy who want to tear each other's heads off. You just don't have to do that. No, not in the slightest. And this is this is a it's a mistake. It's a thing that's happened many many times over. It's the it's the it it's like it's pretty much like them saying we have nothing for you creatively here yeah let's twist this let's twist this real life incident and and you know sick it on you so that's what it feels like and it's 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 sad like i don't know the hardys are such they're they have they still both have so much to offer pro wrestling yeah so much to yeah. offer and to be constantly dri- like just dragged through the mud booking and creative wise and and just so much more it's 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 a shame it's a shame, and I gr- yeah. grant that I know they're not in their early twenties anymore, right? But, uh, but still, like Matt Hardy reinvented himself, and, and he's like pretty over. Honestly, his WWE stint I think did more damage than good for him. Even though there were some cool moments here and there, it did more damage than good. He's he's doing fun things in AEW, uh, but like Jeff Hardy, man, one of the most underappreciated performers of all time, and for this to continually happen, it's it's really really upsetting. Uh, and hard to watch, and it's like, how how do you justify this? Like, as a as a pro wrestling yeah, and I saw some people making a point. Well, I bet Jeff Hardy agreed to it. Of course, he agreed to it. Your boss comes to you and gives you say, "We're going to do this storyline," and unless you're like freaking Stone Cold Steve Austin, who are you to say no to them? 
you know you're kind of forced to to kind of go along with it in a way i mean you kind of feel like you have to say yes in those instances i mean i've even in the jobs that i've had which are obviously nothing like wwe or anything publicly but when a boss would ask you to do something even though you're like i don't know about this uh you're like well i'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place really you know uh if i don't do it they could technically fire me or whatever or just make my life there you know a living hell or whatever uh and it's just got to be so awkward for jeff hardy to go through this storyline i mean it's just got to be weird and strange and awkward like i something that was that is so real to him that he legit deals with uh just and it's got to be weird and strange and probably even horrific for his family to watch you know his wife and his kids that and I'm sure they're not a fan of this either. No, and no, and I seen Matt and, and Reba, yeah, uh, or whatever. Uh, they, they were not hard, they were not happy about it. They were tweeting their displeasure no. for it. Uh, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Jeff like what it is to what it is for Jeff. If it, you know, does he have any self respect? Does he? Is this way maybe because he's an artist? Is this his way of dealing with those kind of demons? In a way, maybe. Yeah. Because he hasn't publicly came out and said anything about it, um, nor that I think he would. I mean, he's kind of just starting to do this, but yeah, uh, you know, I think a you know a feud between him and Sheamus could be a good feud. Uh, I think Jeff Hardy can make anybody look great, Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just really strange. But let's take that weird, strange, and 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 hard to and and garbage storyline, and I want to talk about something that was a lot of fun on SmackDown. Let's kind of change gears here. And that is the Otis and Mandy Rose storyline that they continues to go. Uh, they did, <laughs> they had a video, a big net this, this week. And you know those, uh, those movie tropes where like the very attractive woman uh, is getting out of a pool. And, and, and the guy's watching her get out of the pool and she's all wet and sexy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's kind of that thing. Uh, I think it's from a very famous movie that I'm blanking on, too, that really did this. Well, they did that, except for they switched it. It was Otis <laughs> coming out of the water all wet and, and taking his shirt off. And it was and Mandy Rose going gaga over it. It was fantastic. <laughs> I loved it. I did see I did see pictures of it. I did see pictures <laughs> of it. And that's good. That's good hearted stuff. That's fun storytelling. Yeah. Uh, that's fun storyline. I'm glad they're still writing this thing out. It seems... Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun storyline. It it really is. Beauty and the Beast esque, like this yeah. this thing, and uh, yeah, and it's no, also I'm glad. one of those. It's also one of those storylines too that make me realize how much the crowd, if the crowds were still allowed to be there, would really enhance this type of thing. You know, because uh, Otis is definitely somebody who was getting over before the you know the COVID nineteen thing hit. Yeah, and uh, I think it could have been really super mega over by now, uh, but you know we just don't have any indicator of that really. Um, but yeah, uh, and also another thing in news that I saw is apparently one of the uh, one of the top writers for WWE was let go recently. Uh, I don't know if there's a reason for it. I don't remember who it was, but uh, apparently they were let go, and um, I was, I'm just wondering if. That's another reason, like they have new people trying to uh, write storylines now and stuff, and if that's kind of having an effect on the whole on the whole product as a whole. <laughs> yeah, you know? it, it's just I, I don't even know what to what to say on on WWE's behalf right now. It, uh, I just 
letting go. Like they're just trying something new. You know what this feels like to me? Like with everything, with all the cuts and, and everything like that. It feels like WCW at the very end. Yes. Yes. Where they're like constantly like resetting, like grabbing something and resetting. Like there's not, there's just, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, And then they'll, they'll get, and they'll give somebody new, a sort of new or somebody that was an underdog that people loved. They'll finally give them a chance to get in one of the top programs, but then they'll ultimately, it's not going to mean anything like Kidman was with Hogan there towards the end of WCW. Uh, you know, I was a giant Kim and Mark, so I was, I was, you know, over the moon that he was in this big feud with Hulk Hogan. It was a big <laughs> deal. Uh, and then ultimately nobody even thinks about it anymore. <laughs> Except me. You know? Except me. I posted oh, on okay. Twitter a couple weeks ago. Oh, sweet. And I, <laughs> I was watching. I was like, man, we did not get enough of this. No, it was, this. it was a good storyline from what I remember. But yeah, so, you know, like right now in WWE, there, you know, some people like Otis is a great example of getting a chance to try to shine. Uh, you know, cause, uh, cause you know, you know, <laughs> which is good and bad because if it continues to have him bad ratings, he's going to be the one that gets one of the ones that gets to blame. Cause Vince just like Zack Ryder did. Yep. Just like Zack yeah. Ryder did when he got popular too. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Frustrating. Very, very frustrating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. but I think, is that it for news? Cause I think there's been no new dark side to the ring. I think the Owen Hart one was the last one. It was. Yeah. And we talked about that last week. Uh, shoot. Yeah, I think that might be it for news. Oh, real quick. Oh, go ahead. Real quick. This is sort of, I mean, it's still kind of sports related, I guess, in a way. But, um, you know, the last dance was that big Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls last oh, season yeah, of yeah. documentary. Yeah. That was fantastic. And then we were like, well, what are we going to watch now? Um, on ESPN, I think as of this recording, it's going to be next uh, Sunday, not this not today as of this recording, but uh, the first Sunday in June is going to be a documentary on Bruce Lee. Oh. And I am all over that. That is up my alley 100%, so I can't wait to watch it. That's pretty cool. I I, dude, I want to see so many more documentaries. Like The Undertaker one. The Undertaker one has been fantastic. I want to see that ride. one. So that, that literally makes me want to get the network again just to watch those. I watched episode one on YouTube. I can't find the other ones. There's I think three or I think there's three or four episodes out now. But the next yeah. one, I think they're waiting a couple weeks for the for the finale to the, the the next two. And uh, but I want to see more of that. I want to see more of the curtain pulled back a little bit. Like it's it was pretty crazy. That first episode was like hook, line, sink. I was I was I was sold. So maybe I might. I'll probably find other ways to kind of get it because I don't want to pay for the network. But uh, yes. yeah, I, I, honestly, it's very, very well done. That, that's the type of stuff I want to see. I want to see a long, drawn yeah. out documentary. This yeah, Michael Jordan stuff. one, cha- like I think, changed a lot of things and perceptions. Uh, you know, as far as how to go about them. If WWE's smart, they'll 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 do something. Along those yeah, lines, they got such a history, the- and they got so much of a vast library—not just their own, but from the other companies that they've bought to. Yeah, they could have some amazing. I mean, they do have really good documentaries now, but think of what they can do with what they have. You know, they could man, they can really dive into some really great stuff. Stone Cold, you can you can put your own, you know do your own Bret Hart one. There's you know Hulk Hogan. You can do all the major the major players, some of the older guys that have been around for a while. Uh, I mean, there's got to be footage and, and just there's there's there obviously is footage, but there you can give little in depth, uh, you know, th- aspects to it. So I, I don't know. I, I I hope they do. I really hope they decide. Yeah, to and there's got to be never before seen or very rare footage, right? Of you know of some of these 
superstars that we've grown to love over the years. Yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd enjoy a Kane one for Christ's sake, you know. Oh yeah, Kane oh, would be a too. fun one. That'd be a, that would be really cool. I'd love to hear his take on a lot of different stuff. But uh, so yeah, I hope they I hope they do more of that. But uh, that's kind of it for the news, news and, and other discussion stuff today. Uh, we got some. We got a, a little, we're gonna go about our main topic a little bit differently today. Uh, I know the last couple weeks we, we well last week we had my buddy Vince on. Uh, a couple weeks before, I think a couple weeks ago, we had uh, we discussed the mega powers, this and that. Uh, Johnny and I today are going to do something. I don't think it's ever been done on this show before. I don't know. Have you guys ever discussed wrestling video games before? Uh, I don't remember if we have. So I'm going to say no. So no. <laughs> All right. Uh, me and Johnny, me and Johnny video game guys, Johnny more so, he has his own podcast, Retro Blist, that deals in video games, especially some of the older um the older, I think you guys, I think your era, your cutoff era is like 2000, right? Like anything after 1999 or 2000, you guys don't usually touch? Usually. Now, we will break that every once in a while, but for the most part, that's true. Okay. All right. So, so that uh, does cover the Nintendo 64, uh, which is uh, my favorite era of wrestling games. It, yeah. it does. Uh, you know, so, but the, wrestling video games are in such a weird phase right now, right? Uh, it's it's so weird how games can go from like amazing, like great goats, the goat of video wrestling video games, and what we have now with what happened with two K twenty last year. Um, of course, I think they announced. Yeah, they well, this was a couple weeks ago. They announced that they're not going to be doing two K twenty one. They're going to wait a smart. year. <laughs> That's uh, smart, probably, because this last one was yeah. a, uh, was an abortion. It was bad. Yeah. Well, and I hate to say in fairness, but in Fairness in a way to them, the company that usually makes those games, the WWE uh, 2K games, uh, left and was and they're actually making their own wrestling game now. Uh, but so that kind of left 2K to kind of put that in other people's hands, and they were obviously not prepared for it. I mean, that's just obvious. And the thing was a buggy mess to the point where there were memes over it. Uh, you can literally watch. YouTube videos are just full of these these glitches, and they were some were really funny, some were downright disturbing. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I have this is a this is a uh, little tidbit. Uh, it it went on sale on Xbox recently for like under twenty bucks, and I was like, uh, you know what, under twenty bucks, I'll give it a shot. And since <laughs> and since then, a lot of the stuff has been patched up. So okay. now it's it's fairly playable. I've only noticed a few instances of kind of weird stuff happening, uh, but nowhere near the stuff that I'd seen before. Which I'm either, which I, I guess I'm happy because like my twenty bucks, I didn't feel bad for spending it. But also, I'm a little disappointed because I kind of wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to see it. Yeah, yeah I know what you're way. saying. I yeah, know what you're uh, saying. But yeah, so the two K games in the past. Let's kind of start with those, man. If you want to, yeah, let's do um, it. Let's start with those since those are the most recent series. I'm a fan of 2K. I think they make some great games. They're, of course, the NBA 2K series I'm a humongous fan of. I've been, I've literally owned every NBA 2K game since it started, since the very first one on the Sega Dreamcast. I had that one. Got it in every year. That's a yearly thing for me. I never have missed one. And uh, kind of went from there to uh, some of their other games that 2K's made. They made some really great games. So when they announced that they had the WWE license and they were going to start putting out WWE games, I was honestly pretty excited. I was like, well, this could be pretty cool. 
you know, the the two K the NBA two K games have long become the basketball game to get. That's the top one. It's the best one. NBA Live kind of fell to the side, and uh, they had a short lived NFL series too that I thought they was did. really good. That's com- that was my favorite com- stretch of yeah. games. Yep. Yeah, I loved it too. I actually bought those, and I'm not a football guy, but they were really fun. I liked them a lot, and so when they uh, announced the WWE thing, I was very excited about it. And I think overall they've done pretty well. Uh, but I'm I'm very curious where you would rate these in your personal ranking of like the WWE or just wrestling video games uh, that you've played in your life. Oh boy. Uh, so I think the first one was was it twelve? Does it fourteen or did it, was it before? I can't remember which the first one was. It's around there. Yeah. Because I think yeah they I think the first uh, let's see best WWE two K games I think. No, this ain't that ain't right. Uh, I think the first one they actually put 2K in the title was 2K14. Uh, I had a I played a lot of those games on the Wii. I had like WWE 13, and I think uh, I didn't get 14, but they were actually very very good, very very playable. They added a nice competitive I think uh, layer to the to pro wrestling games, which wasn't. Uh, they're obviously with the advances of online technology and stuff. It became you had to be a little bit more strategic, I think, when it came to pro wrestling games. Uh, I'll be honest, the last pro wrestling game, WWE game that I actually purchased, I bought 2K18, and I thought it was great. I, I honestly loved it. I, I've loved w- mostly what 2K has put out for for WWE games. Very, very detailed. I think that the graphics have always been pretty phenomenal. The playability has been very easy but if you want to make it complex you can make it complex uh if you kind of get what i'm saying with that customizable and well i'm not story the story modes i'm not i haven't been the biggest fan of i haven't liked a good story uh, story mode since probably here comes the pain but i thought yeah. from a playability factor if you want to get together with friends and play some wrestling games uh 2k has been very very good up until this monstrosity from last year uh, yes, uh, from yes. this well, this past season, it's it's been it's been rough. But other than that, I've I've really enjoyed what they've put out. What do you think? Uh, did you see the trailer for the next WWE game? There is one coming out this year. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not a two K game. It's more of an arcade over the top kind of thing. Yeah, I'm indifferent because you know what? I played that WWE All Stars when it first came out. Yeah. And it was actually a lot of fun. And this reminds me of a maybe even it might be a toned down or even just similar version uh of that. That I missed that. I, I kinda missed it. So I'm actually I'm a little curious as to how this this plays out. I hope it turns out well. Um and I might try it. I might if I can get a demo, I'd play it. But I miss that arcade feel for, for pro wrestling games. I think sometimes they get a little too complicated nowadays. Uh but it seems very arcadey and fun. And even though the graphics may not be like the the the, the most smoothest and, and, and best graphics you've ever seen in a pro wrestling game, I think it looks fun, and I would definitely give it a shot. I, I think I would definitely give it a shot from from what I've seen so far. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat there. Um, I'm all for uh, trying new wrestling games. I'm always get excited when there's a new one that kind of is coming out that I'm not you know that kind of comes out of nowhere. I mean, I'm the guy that when the ECW game came out, I got excited until I played it. <laughs> <laughs> What system uh, did you have it on? What was it? Sixty uh, four. I think they had a PlayStation One version too. I, I think that's the one I had. Okay, was a PlayStation version. Yeah, uh, and uh, very disappointing. But uh, 
And I mean, I'm also the same guy when TNA actually had one come out. And I was like, ah, oh, I got to get that. And it was also kind of disappointing. But Bro, same you know, here. You gotta... Same here. <laughs> I'm like, you really have three. These guys really have like three moves right now. And I can't even. The finisher so complicated. I can't even do it. It's real life right now. No, I, I feel yeah. you on that. I just. It, the, dude, the groundwork to make a decent wrestling game has been out there for damn near like 20 years, right? 20 years. Why try and reinvent the wheel? You don't have to. You don't have to. And people try to all the time. It's just, it's unfortunate. It's very, very unfortunate. Uh, you know, this 2K era, like I said, it's been it's been pretty good in my, you know, in my estimation. But uh, yeah, there's yeah. no reason, there's, there's no reason, like, the same reason, like, superhero movies. Like, there's, it's 2020. There should be no such thing as bad superhero movies in 2020 because the groundwork has already been laid out. There should, there's no excuse for a bad pro wrestling game in 2020. No excuse. Yeah, I'm also very excited. There, I, I'm really blanking on the name of it. I was trying to find it on my phone, but I can't find it anywhere. Uh, but there's a, also a new game coming out for all the systems, a new wrestling game, and it's really based on like the older 16-bit wrestling games. Okay. Uh, but the roster, but the roster's all real wrestlers, just obviously not WWE wrestlers. It's like a, I can do like, uh, you know, uh. The guys who just got released from WWE, like like, uh, he doesn't go by Zack Ryder anymore. Matt Cardona is actually. Oh, Cardona. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just for an example. Uh, so I'm fairly excited about that. It looks like a lot of fun. And I do remember those older wrestling games for sure. I mean, I had a couple of my Nintendo, uh, of course, I had to have those games uh, and they were, they were, they were pretty fun, but I'm telling you what, those Nintendo 64 wrestling games are by far. And this is my opinion. The, 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 uh, upper, th- those are the number ones. Those are the WrestleManias oh, yeah. of wrestling video games. They're so good. I mean, I still play to this day. I'm looking right at my N64 right now in the in the office space, and uh, you know, I got WrestleMania 2000 just kind of locked and ready to go. That those were quintessential, so simple, so much fun. You know, the I think it, like yeah, those games very like the best. You, well, first it was WCW NWO Revenge. That was the first one. And then yep, WWE, <laughs> WWE stole their license, the licensing. He, they stole them somehow from WCW. Probably offered them more money or something, or some kind of better deal or whatnot. And so WCW had crap games. WF moved on from the Acclaim games. Remember those those ones? Yes. The War Zone and Attitude, where he had to put in like yes. four buttons to to get a move off. You had but, to do a you had to do a Dagum uh, uh, Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> fatality to get a special move yeah you had to get him in stun you had to get the red bar and had to let it you know you had to get your, your yeah, move out before that. so dumb so ridiculous and unnecessary i can't but but that was that was the that was the the, the glory i guess of the n64 those pro wrestling games are some of the highest regarded of all time you talk to anybody any pro wrestling video game fan pro wrestling fan period uh, and there will always reference those will be their top ones no mercy wrestlemania 2000 wcw nw revenge Cause just and I, and I'd also say that they're kind of revolutionary for video games in general when it comes to the create a player type of thing. Yep. Uh, because those were the first ones that really, really let you sort of kind of do everything from adding to what moves you wanted the guy to have type of thing. I mean, it was a deep, deep create a player thing you could do on there. It uh, was. And you could literally, you could literally make. I remember on my WWE games, I had a lot of WCW guys on there because you could make them, and people would actually. 
put on the internet. This is when the internet was very young. Uh, but the, you can find on the internet like templates for creating mm. different uh, wrestlers. Oh and, yeah, uh, your boy, your boy Johnny would dive through those <laughs> and put them on, and put them on his game, so I could have Goldberg taking on Stone Cold or whatever. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, so I think those games are very important to all sports games, really, because now uh, I'm sure uh, Madden's the same way, man. I mean, I don't know, but you can tell me if I'm wrong. But I know in the NBA games, like the creative player is really, really super duper deep. You can make them look like anybody. Yeah, I haven't. I don't even know if Madden has a creative player. To be honest with you, I don't know if they do. Yeah, I, I never no even idea. tried it before. I don't. Even, I haven't. At least not recently. They've taken a lot of away a lot of features. But uh, no, I mean that's a huge deal too. Because right, it, people want to feel like like include themselves in video games. That was a big draw yeah. for me. Like when I first discovered Create a Wrestler, which is the WWF Warzone game, one of those wonderful acclaim uh, acclaim pro wrestling games. I was like, wow, I could make myself. The, the the options weren't very good, but just the fact, the idea that I could put myself in the ring with Kane and Owen Hart and all these guys, yes, it was it was pretty neat. But yeah, these THQ games came along and they were very very revolutionary as far as that goes. Uh, like you said, the templates you could make damn near anybody. Damn near. I remember when I first I first got an N sixty four. I didn't have it back in the the late nineties. I my first N sixty four. I think I got in twenty eleven or twenty twelve. And I, what I used to do was I all the the local indie pro wrestling guys that I hated. I'd make them in the game and I'd put them in battle royals against each other. <laughs> and I just it was or if there was somebody I really didn't like, I'd put them in like a three on one handicap match against like Kane Undertaker and Big Show, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, that, that's how good the customization was. Uh, to th- to this day, those games are so highly regarded that you can actually find, uh, like uh, you know, uh, versions of it on the internet that you can play that have like updated rosters. Yeah, uh, people have taken those games and actually really updated and freshened them up, uh, so they still hold up today. And I kind of hope that you know, two K kind of looks at those for inspiration for their next. Uh, you know, obviously you need to update a lot of stuff because it's. A lot of the things are outdated now, but you know, update it for the following for the when they do put a game out. Because um, I I've really always, miss those games. I do too. I do too. You know, I've always found that amazing too that these people that are not under contract, like not making money, making these mods or whatever, put out better yeah. products sometimes than the actual people. It happens. Paid to do it. Uh, yeah, it there's a legit. Not. I'm not making. I'm, yeah, I'm not making this up. There's a legit. Uh, I, when I was growing up, my, some of my favorite games were the Ninja Turtle Nintendo games Yeah, and, uh, and Super Nintendo games. And there's a legit, I blank on the name of it. Somebody put out a version of that. That was a couple years ago. That's incredible. Like they just updated it and made it awesome. Um, the Sonic Mania was a new Sonic game that came out a couple years ago, which is another side scrolling, uh, you know, 2d type Sonic, the Hedgehog game. And uh, the he, this guy is just one guy, from what I've understood, uh, put out like he just made this new version of that, like because that's what people really wanted, and uh, it was so good that Sega uh, hired the guy to make the next Sonic Mania, and we got Sonic Mania out of it, and it was a fantastic game. So you're right; uh, these there's a lot of really talented people out there who can take these old wrestling games and. Man, they can really make something awesome they, out of them. They can't. You know what? I was fun. I was searching around YouTube the other day, and somebody actually modded "Here Comes the Pain," which is my like personal favorite pro wrestling that, game that's of all a fan, time. Oh man, yeah, uh, that's the second one for me. That's the second best one compared to 
Like the upper ones will always be the 64 ones yeah. for me. But then right under that is that one. Yeah, it's, it's so good. That was my first wrestling game coming back into being a wrestling fan. But, uh, but yeah, they actually modded it with modern rosters and stuff. Completely modded it, and, and everybody looks like fantastic. Everybody has like their moves. I was very, very impressed uh, looking at this model. I'll have to, if I could find the video again, I'll have to send it to you. But like they had a modern like John C. They had all the the current roster. Like they had a 2019 roster and they uploaded it. Uh, to here comes the pain. But um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's my personal favorite. Have you, have you tried to find that game recently? It's expensive. I, that's what I was about to tell you. Yeah, because I, I wanted to get it, yeah. and I, I was like, I can't, I can't pay thirty bucks for an old game. I just can't do it. <laughs> no, I actually bought it like a, a couple years ago, and I have no idea where it went to. I bought oh, it when man. I moved back home from Rochester, and I was, I'm like pissed because like that again, that was my game, and I have no idea where the heck it went. Yeah, and it's a disc game too. Yeah. So that also you're taking a chance when you're buying a used one when it's a game on a disc. Uh, so that's the only reason I haven't done it. But yeah, that's I'm glad you brought that one up. Uh, that, in my opinion, that one by far is the best of the PlayStation and PlayStation Two era wrestling games. Oh, for sure. I mean, that one blew me away. This the it was a year long story mode, just like the the N64 THQ games. Uh, but there's so much you could do. There's so much you could do in it. You can all you can get traded from Raw to SmackDown. I'm like, oh, this is the coolest feature. Right, this is the coolest little feature. The roster size was big; it was perfect. Man, miss I miss those days. Nowadays, when they do story mode, it's like a little section. It's like Road to WrestleMania or or something like that. It's not like lengthy. It's nothing you can really sink your teeth into. You, you know, then here comes yeah. the pain one. It was, it was literally week to week building up for a pay per view, and they do like a pseudo like promo package, and they build it up and hype it up, and it was like, I'm so pumped right now. That's that's how I used to feel. Uh, playing those games. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great point. Um, it's you know we're wrestling games are are so incredible. And I was going to bring up this too, like the 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 older older. I'm talking Nintendo, like NES uh, wrestling games. Uh, if you have a Nintendo Switch, and I know you do, and uh, if you actually have the online Nintendo uh, thing, you have access to. Uh, their uh, the games they put on there, the older games that they put on there. One of those is a game just called Pro Wrestling, and we covered that game for Retro Blist recently. And man, that game is a lot of fun. It's there's a, a very limited roster. Obviously, I think there's like six or seven guys. I mean, and they're all made up. They're all made up guys. And however, uh, it's actually quite deep. You can do all kinds of moves. Uh, for how old this game is, this game came out in the 80s. You can do all kinds of moves. Uh, it, the wrestlers had special moves. Uh, so I really actually recommend that if you have the Switch and you have the online stuff. Go give that game a whirl. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll have to give that a take a gander at that. I would I would, I would, would very much appreciate that. I don't have any wrestling games on my Switch uh, currently. So, no, that would be, that'd be well worth it. Uh, what did you think of the era before Like we got started to get 3D graphics? What, what did you think of the game's... Uh, we'll say pre nineteen ninety six. We'll say roughly. Okay. That. Yeah. So you're talking like we're talking the uh, you know the two dimensional Genesis. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Now, when I was at that age, I did like wrestling, but I was way more of a basketball guy. So I was getting that's when NBA Live was actually good. Oh yeah. And so I would so I'd get those for my Sega Genesis and play those like crazy. I didn't have very many wrestling games then. Um. 
that kind of I really got into wrestling hardcore like ninety nine two thousand around of there, or ninety actually ninety eight to ninety nine because uh, I remember the era very well. But it's so I I don't. It wasn't until much later that I got a lot of experience with those. Um, they're actually still pretty fun. The WWE ones were famously put out by LJN. <laughs> uh, which is a comp- which is a company that started out as an action figure company. That's they actually right. put out the wrestling figures, uh, but then they moved into licensing video games, and they're notorious. If you don't know, they're notorious for putting out games that are licensed but not necessarily the best. Uh, they they put out a lot of games that are so bad that they're fun to play because they're bad. If it makes any sense, it's kind of like watching a bad movie. You know the movie's <laughs> not good, but man, it's just so bad that you have a great time watching it. Right, that's right. how I explain a lot of their games. But for whatever reason, I thought the wrestling games were actually above par for LJN. Oh my god, uh, yeah. they were they were fairly playable. Uh, you had a lot; they put a lot of the good characters in there. Uh, so I think overall, I, I like them. But if I had to say, I think the ones on NES were actually better, like the original NES. And, oh, oh, way back, like the WWF, like uh, I, I, WrestleMania Challenge and and stuff like yeah. that. Okay, yeah. I did play Which was one. Still LJN games. It was still <laughs> LJN. Yeah, I I really liked the because uh, my first pro wrestling game was Royal Rumble for Sega Genesis, and I thought it was great. That was one of my favorite rosters. I remember playing it all the time, even though the Super Nintendo played and looked so much better. Uh, I I still I still appreciate those, but there's I mean there's a lot of of rough ones. Um, you know I, we just we were just talking about how TNA like how bad that game was, and you know limited move sets and. It's crazy that they're still doing that because some some places actually put games out like that back in the eighties and nineties just to just to oh, have yeah. a wrestling brand video game. Uh, there was one of those wrestle. I think it might have been WrestleMania Challenge, where it's like, uh, I like there's like a punch move and then like a body slam move and a pin, and you had like a little health bar, and like there was a very limited roster, but it was it was so simplistic. Uh, and it's hard to do, I guess, when you're when you have an NES. There's only two buttons to really use. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've always looked very highly on the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo era for for all that. Uh, like I said, good roster usage. You start to get music a li- like a little bit more, like official music, uh, and and so much more. Uh, finishing moves that w- that was like a big like thing for me. Like once you start getting these wrestlers actual yeah. finishing maneuvers, so they're they're starting to. They're starting to be like, have a little bit more identity. The rest, actual wrestling characters in the game have a little bit more identity. I think that thought that was a big deal. Now, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah me too. Now I got to ask you. So, real quick, real quick, is there a wrestling game that you've never played that you want to play? Um, honestly, probably not. I played pretty much all of them now that have okay. ever come out. I'm trying to think of one that I haven't, and I'm sure there's one or two. Uh, oh, there's a oh, there's a Japan series of wrestling games. I think it's called Fire Pro Wrestling. Fire Pro, yep, yep. Yeah, those I have only played one of those because my uh, buddy Trevor, who I do retro list with, actually uh, it was either him or his brother. They had it for their uh, uh, their Nintendo, their Game Boy, and I would play it on there, uh, and I loved it. It really, really was a great inspiration for the Nintendo sixty four ones. It really reminded me of those. Uh, so I think the Fire Pro games. Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling games I've really missed out on, and I would love to go back and play those and try to learn those because I've heard nothing but great things about those games. Right? Yeah, I know they've used uh, a couple like legitimate 
you know, legitimate wrestlers and and stuff under different names and guises, of course. But uh, yeah. if there if there's one I really really want to play, it's uh, it's actually the same style as those LJN games. I think oh well, obviously LJN made it. Did you ever hear this one? W WWF Rage in the Cage. It was for Sega CD. Yes. Yes. All right. It had pretty much <laughs> yes. everybody and then some from those, like the WWF Royal Rumble, WWF Raw. I don't know if it had so much the Raw guys. I think it came out before WWF Raw, but it had a whole expanded roster. Like you could play as like uh, Kamala and the Nasty Boys, and uh, they. I think. Uh, yeah, they, those are some of the characters that like they added. It. They added a ton more, but there was a lot of like that. There was a bigger roster, and it again the arcade feel I thought what did very very well. So, um, but that's one game yeah. that I want to play. Actually, I've, I've, I've been trying to I've find an emulator up. for it. I've been trying to find an emulator for it. Yeah, go ahead. There's got to be. There's got to be one. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Sega CD for those that didn't know, that was like an add-on to the Sega Genesis uh, that Sega put out. Uh, and you were able to get like a little bit better, like it had, those games were able to hold more space and stuff. So you can add more to those games. It was still an LJN game, but here's the roster this thing had: Randy Savage, uh, Samu Fatu, RS, Lex Luger, Razor Ramon, Ted DiBiase, Bam Bam Bigelow, Yoko Zuna, Shawn Michaels, Rick Martel, Jerry Sags, Brian Knobs, Big Boss Man, Tatanka, Bret Hart, Undertaker, Kamala, Crush, and Mister Perfect. That's a freaking great roster right there. It, like insanely good, insanely good, and, and you know the way it used to be back in the day. Nintendo or Super Nintendo had a, a certain amount of characters. Sega had a certain amount of characters, but this Sega CD version kind of brought everybody together. Which, uh, but I'm not, you know, if I could find a Sega CD for cheap, I, I'll buy it and find, you know, try and find Rage in the Cage. But uh, back then, Sega CD was not cheap, not in the slightest. And no, no, it was not. No, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much all I got. Is there any other video games or whatever that you wanted to cover? No, I think we got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we covered all the big ones at least. And I'm really glad you brought up Rain in the Cage. Man, I forgot about this game. I want to play it again. <laughs> I want to play it for the first time. I watch videos all the time, and it's just like, yeah. man, I need that. I I'm, li- I'm literally watching a video of all the finishers right now. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> yeah, I just saw Macho Man do his elbow off the top right. Oh, it's magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> but, all right, everybody. I yeah, That pretty much wraps up this week's episode. We thank you so much for listening. Hopefully next week we'll have uh, we'll have Senor Chris back uh, to help us with, uh, well, just to join us for the conversation. But uh, that does it, everybody. On behalf of Johnny and I, count us out. Oh!